Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come in, have a seat. Unless you're walking or running and we're in your ear while you're exercising, in which case you're probably not wanting to have a seat. You're probably trying to keep up a pace. I don't know. I don't exercise. Exercise is stupid. Come on now. Welcome to the Morning After Podcast. Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. A couple of notes that I should have mentioned over the last couple episodes, but I need to do a better job of like just keeping track of this podcast. A, mm-hmm. co- a couple of self-pats on the back, self-congratulations. Last week's episode, Wife Chopper, yeah. our 50th podcast episode. Hey, congratulations! Hey, good job, Oz. Good job, Mike and Jenny. Also, it was <laughs> two year, two, two year, two weeks ago, we hit the one-year calendar anniversary of the morning after Mike. Way to go, Mike and Jenny! Great for us. <laughs> I'd like to thank us for making this possible. Things like that. Anyway, happy uh, one-year anniversary. Happy 50 episodes. This is episode number 51. I just can't believe we've been doing this for a year. Can I just say that, like, when we first started this, like, this, it was an idea that the bosses came up with, like, you guys should do a podcast, and I just kind of rolled my eyes at it at first because, honestly, I didn't think anyone would be interested, but here we are a year later, and it's become one of my favorite things to do. I enjoy just kind of sitting here. We kind of forget the microphone's on. We just kind of let loose and then people listen to it. Yeah, I disagree that uh, it wasn't a good idea. I think it's a podcast yeah. is, a, is a good idea because I do think that, I mean, I know my listening habits and some of the things I listen to, I, and I'll listen to some of the dumbest podcasts, which I don't know what that says about us. <laughs> Maybe we're yeah. one of the dumbest podcasts. Yeah, just 911 calls. I know, you yeah. listen to dumb podcasts. But I think there's a little something for everybody out there in the podcast world, and I like that it's something that you can just have on demand. You know, and I do listen to podcasts primarily when I'm walking the dogs or exercising. And so it's a good, you know, I I love to listen also when I'm cleaning the house because it just makes that task a little more fun. Because before you know it, you folded an entire load of laundry, but you don't even think about it because you're just listening to something. Yeah. And chores for me, too. Uh, I when we make a podcast and I don't know how long we're going to go today, but. For me, when we make like a 50-minute or longer podcast, I always am happy with myself then because that's how long it takes me to cut all the grass. So you listen to your own podcast? I listen to our podcast <laughs> while I cut the grass, and it's like the perfect... You know there are other people that like have other things to say. You could listen to somebody else while you cut the grass. I think that my opinion is more relevant and correct than theirs. Oh so now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go ahead and stick with our podcast. I'm not actually much of a podcast guy. Yeah. Like I listen to this one, our buddy Dale on KFKF. I listen to his and those are about the only two I listen to. I'll tell you my favorite. I've said it before. Say it again. Dateline, 2020, 48 yeah. hours. And what's funny about the Dateline podcast, it is literally just the show in podcast form. I mean, they just they have put the show on. You just don't get the visuals, but you don't need it. Because you can, you know, you hear the story and you can come up with your own images in your own mind, which is probably sometimes more horrifying than the actual ones that they'll show you on TV. But those are my favorite. The thing is, is that I listen to the Dateline podcast when I'm walking and sometimes I'll walk through kind of wooded areas and I can get myself pretty spooked listening to true crime. I I don't know what to tell you about that. Yeah, I don't know why you choose to. Yeah, that's like people who like get scared to death but love watching horror movies, even though they get scared to death. I don't know why you do that to yourself. They enjoy the thrill of it. Yeah, I guess that's it. I don't I don't get it, but you do you, boo. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's that's all good. Um, Also, a quick shout out to Jenny's mom, Willie, who listens to the podcast each and every week. We did promise her that we would make it a little. What, what was the word she used? No, potty talk. She's not into it. Well, potty. Does that mean like bad words like potty mouth? Does that mean like farts? I think it's like she's, see, you just did it. You just said it. She hates that word. Do you know that my mom, wow, I'm going to call my mom out. She's going to love this. My mom says she has never passed gas in front of like any man she's ever been with, ever. That's weird. Her husband, boyfriend, whatever. I don't see how it's humanly possible, but that's that's all we're going to say about that's all the potty talk you're getting for today. But I Sorry, did want, I do think my mom is pretty amazing that she's able 
Congratulations, Willie, for being able to hold that in I'm not your gonna, whole life. I, I'm not going <laughs> to applaud because I don't believe you. I, do. I think that is a made-up story. I believe her 100%. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, you, she's your mom. You're yeah. going to know her better than I do. All right, so for this week's episode, we decided we're actually having trouble with certain, like, like different topics to talk about. Um, so we just decided we have this game here called Table Topics, where it's literally just random topics. And I feel like you and I were at the point in our friendship where there's nothing we can't talk about. Like, if you just put anything in front of us, we can just have a conversation. Yeah. So this might be the worst podcast ever recorded, <laughs> or it could be the best podcast it, we've ever recorded. It's going to be one or the other. We'll see what happens. We're just going to pick random topics. We're going to go. We're going to discuss. Because we always, I feel like to every week we do this, we find out something new about each other. And you listening, I feel like you find out something new about us. Something that maybe we just didn't have time to share on the radio or forgot to share on the radio. And that's the beauty of this. And we thank you for listening. Well, if you are interested in this game, by the way, this is a fun game. If you have, um, you know, if you have some people over for dinner and people, maybe they're new friends and you would like to get to know them better. This is actually just a really fun game. I got it at Target. It's called Table Topics. Sure, you can get it on Amazon. They'll bring you anything you want. All right. If you knew that you were going to inherit a fortune, how would your plans for the future change? (sighs) Oh, that's a good question. It is, and I ha- and I have an honest answer that is not smart, but I, but I think the point of this is to be honest about yourself. I think I wouldn't save as much money. I would I would maybe spoil my wife and myself a little more with things now mm-hmm. because I knew that later on, well, you don't have anything saved up, yeah, but I'm getting a fat inheritance or something like that. You know, like yeah, I I think I wouldn't be as adamant about saving money for later if I know that I already have money coming later. I don't think I would do anything different, to be honest with you. I I think it, I like to work. You know, I think I'm a hard worker. I don't mind the idea of working. So it's it's not like I would just quit my job and think, oh, well, we can just make it on what we've got. And, you know, we've got that inheritance coming. Like, I don't think I would have that mentality. <laughs> well, yeah. And you don't know when an inheritance comes to, to quit before the inheritance comes to you. Is- well, yeah. Bits do also it almost sounds like you're rooting for someone's death, which is right. a very ter- which is terrible. Which makes you a quite awful person. Yeah, I don't think I would do anything different. I think it would just be a comforting thought to know that, okay, I'll be all right. No yeah. matter what happens, if I lose my job or if our savings get depleted, you know right. that you it would be a comforting thing knowing it would be there. So anyway. Um, what is your dream job? I'm working it, baby. Um I mean, it really is. Um, actually, you know what? Okay, I'll take it because we've discussed this before. Uh, two other jobs that I would absolutely do. Eh, three. I would be the public address announcer for the St. Louis Blues hockey team. Mm-hmm. Airline pilot. Mm-hmm. Wheel of Fortune host when Pat Sajak retires. And the truth is, I could see you doing any of those things and doing it well. So good for you if you're able to ever get that going. I'll like, be rooting for you. I gotta, I, look, I've said this publicly. I've said it a million times, and I'm not kidding. Come the day when Pat Sajak is no longer hosting Wheel of Fortune, I am going to use whatever contacts or connections <laughs> I have any way possible to just try to get a foot in the door and audition. Because I, if I, I think if I can get in front of somebody important and audition... I think I'd nail it. So I'm really confident that I would nail it. I know how you get there, too. You you make a video. You get it to go viral. And in the video, you're completely authentic and honest and say, listen, like, I know, and not that you're a nobody, but you know what I mean? Like, look, I know I don't have any international or more. Yeah, you know, like, I'm a DJ fame, in Kansas right. City, but I'm really good at this. And, and I really want this job. This is my dream job. You know, you could make a very creative video, yeah. and I think that you would at least get the attention of somebody. And you know, Pat Sajax, he's, a, he's got like a quick snarkiness isn't the right word. But he's just, you can tell he's a very confident man. He's hes very quick-witted. Just a yeah. quick little one-liners. And I'm like, dude, 
I could do I that. Totally. You're like, I could do and that. And I could, I, could, I could make it to where it wasn't that different from what Pat did, but also make it my own. Right. I think Drew Carey at first, when he's like, oh, like, how do you take over for Bob Barker? There's no replacing Bob Barker. There he isn't. was is such a unique person. And I think he tried hard to do that at first. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of morphed into, I'm going to take some things from Bob. But I'm also going to put my own spin on it. And I think, like, I don't, I can't even tell you the last time I watched an episode of The Price is Right, but I, maybe like a year or two ago. But I did notice how much better Drew Carey had gotten it. Just kind of only, obviously, there's just comfort that comes with experience and totally. doing it day after day. And he had really got a lot more comfortable, but he looked like crap, though. Well, like, let me tell you something. I met Bob Barker once, and it looked, and I don't, I'm really not trying to be mean here. I just, it, I was intrigued, mesmerized, because it looked like his face was so non. It, I think he yep. had had an actual facelift, and it, which, I'm, why wouldn't you? You're Bob Barker. You're on TV. You're 95 on you're TV not, every day, right? I think he's still alive, by the way. He is. He is still alive and yeah. kicking. Fun fact, he used to work at, uh, you know, he used to work at a radio station in Springfield, Missouri. Really? He used to work 94.7 KTTS in Springfield, big country station down there, and uh, his goal he didn't want to be a game show host. He wanted to be the play-by-play guy for the St. Louis Cardinals. No way. He wanted to be the baseball broadcaster. But le- le- there's a legendary Cardinals broadcaster named Jack Buck who had that job for 50 years. And he was the absolute best in the world. I didn't. Bob knew that. So Bob goes to L.A., gets the Price is Right gig, and well, all the rest history. is history. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would say for me, I yeah, in in my re, in reality, I am working my dream job. This is a job I love, and I am having so much fun doing it. But I mean, again, if we're going to go out of the scope of yeah. what's attainable at the moment, um, definitely to be a part of Court TV somehow, and or like, you know, an Inside Edition type show or or a Dateline. Oh my gosh, to be a Dateline anchor would be a complete dream job. Would you want to be the anchor? Or would you want to be like out on location? Like I could see you at court TV. Like, all right, well, uh, we're getting ready for the sentencing now for this giant freaking criminal. Let's go to Jenny Matthews live in the courtroom. Oh yeah. And you would have to talk quite, you'd be like, thank you, John. We're here. <laughs> and it looks like Billy Bob, Joe Bob is going to get 60 years for things he did to his cousin that aren't legal in most states. Because here's the thing. Everybody that works on Core TV, they're all lawyers. So they all have law degrees and they know all of the things. But Ugh. here's what I think that they're missing. And this is where I think I could step in. You need just the real person to talk about it. You know, to break down the case in just real terms. Because they use a lot of the, the legal speak. And I appreciate all that. I've learned a lot by watching it. But you just really need someone to break it all down. You need the, the common audience. You know yes. what? That reminds me, that makes me think, I feel like the same thing is true with hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big hockey guy. I know you're not a big hockey fan, but so, you know, hockey primarily popular in Canada. So all these hockey analysts, they're all like so, they're almost too polite and too quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like hockey's biggest issue right now is there aren't like, you know, in fo- like football's most popular sport in the world. There are characters. These guys are loud. They say what they, they, they talk trash to the camera, talk trash to the other guy, and they'll do it on camera. Hockey players and and hockey TV people, they're very, oh, you know, I think it'll be a great game tonight, great organization, blah, blah, blah. It's the same boring stuff. Like, I feel like hockey needs more character and that's, and then would be more popular in the States. I feel like I could do that. Bring it again. Let me tell you what this guy said about this guy's mama over here. Oh my God, fireworks are going to explode. Because I feel like that's what people want to know. Of Mm -hmm. course, you need someone to give you, like the news, you need someone to give you the facts, but you also need someone to like break it down. Right. You know, and that's where we step in. Yeah, I feel right. like both of us could do that. But what a contribution we're going to make to the world. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, what's the most fun party you ever attended? We're doing table topics, by the way, just random. What's the most fun random party topics. I ever attended? That's a difficult one to... 
I know my answer. I'll tell you right now. I went to a bar mitzvah one time. Let me tell you something. That was, I actually have been to two. And the one was on a boat. I lived in Florida and it was a guy that my husband knew through work somehow. And I don't even know why we got invited to this bar mitzvah. We didn't know a soul. And I mean, we were, we were dancing and partying with these people. Like we had known them our entire life. It was hilarious. And it was one of the best parties I have ever been to. It was a blast. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Who knew? This is, I don't mean this to say, it's going to sound a little selfish. It's, it's, it's not meant to. This genuine, this is an answer that genuinely comes from my heart. Okay. Yeah. Mrs. Keller and I had a very nice wedding. Yeah. We had an awesome wedding. I think our wedding was the best party I've ever been to in my life. Partly because it was my wedding. Like, yeah, it was totally. a great day. I get to marry that freaking awesome woman. Of course it was. But, like, dude, the, the party was just set up right. Like, I'm like the DJ I hired is a, is a radio friend of mine from St. Louis. And he is, I'm telling you, he is like the premier DJ in the area. And he gave me his friends and family rate. And nice. He's like, dude, I, he's like, I'm excited to be there for your big day. And, and uh, just the music was on point. The food was on point. Everyone got chocolate martini. We got married in a chocolate factory. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Literally, like as soon as the the reception was done, everyone, every guest over the age of twenty one was handed a chocolate martini as they made their way in for cocktail hour with chocolate that was made that morning mm. in the chocolate factory. I, I mean, it was like, delightful. I mean, it was the greatest day of my life. Like, I, I wish. Do, do you ever wish you could just go back and relive your wedding day? I sure do because I don't remember any of it. I have a couple of flashes of the day. No, not because I was drunk or anything That's like what that. It sounded like no. When I tell you, I was so anxious leading up to my wedding day. I'm an anxious person anyway, and it was right. just the idea of this enormous party and everyone staring at me and like I was having family there. And mom, I'm sorry, but my mom and my dad were going to be together in the first room for the first time in. I mean, my whole life, basically, because they just didn't really get along. I mean, there was a lot of stress for me. So I was really anxious. And I think that I just wasn't present in the day. I mean, I have flashes. I have a couple of memories. Of course, it was wonderful. I married the man of my dreams. You know what I mean? So it was, yeah, it was great. It was great. But I just, I don't really remember a lot about it. I don't have vivid memories. Do you? I mean, do you have like a lot of really distinct, clear memories of the day? Yeah, I remember uh, getting up in the morning. I remember I had my first beer at 10 o'clock because I needed to just take the edge off just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, And I got a real, it went down to the hotel bar. We we hired this photographer, but it was two guys and one of them, one of them followed Katie through the day and one of them followed me through the day. And so cracked beer at 10 a.m. And I have a great black and white picture of me cheersing the camera. So I remember that, like, that's like my favorite picture of me of all time. Uh, We rented... So from the hotel to where the venue was was about a five minute drive, so too far to walk or anything like that. And so we we hired a trolley service, and I literally just had the trolley do loops for a couple hours, just hotel to yeah. venue, hotel to venue, and then later that night I hired him again to go venue back to the hotel for a couple rides. And I remember one of our guests got so hammered that she, uh, you know, kind of like a school bus, the trolley. There were steps, or like two or three steps to get up onto the trolley yeah. where the door opens. And she ate it on the very first step, and I oh, think yeah. hit her tooth on, <gasps> on the top step. That's oh, terrible. But she was she didn't feel it because she she'd had care. a couple of bottles of wine, had herself a time. Uh, yeah, I remember all the good parts, yeah. man. I mean, I don't. My, I've asked my husband that too. I'm like, do you have a lot of really distinct memories? And he he doesn't really either. It's just kind of a fog. It's just kind of a blur of a day. I but remember, it was a great day. It was just a blur of a day. And I also I love it. Our guests to this day, have told me stories of things that I had no idea happened. Mm-hmm. Apparently, one of my groomsmen, like, after everything was over, he went out downtown St. Louis, got in a fight, and beat up two guys on his own. Oh awesome. Gosh, it's terrible. I mean, it's terrible, but at the same yeah. time, like, really proud of him for, like, winning, even though he was out, man. he won, yeah. Yeah, he won. Uh, I, heard, I heard that my dad drank tequila. 
I heard that my mom's husband did a dive across one of the satellite bars, like mm. literally slid across it belly first. I, mean, I didn't know any of this happened. Uh, yeah, I had people coming up to me just crying, saying we don't hang out enough. I mean, it was a wild night, man. Yeah. That was awesome, nice. though. Oh, and then I forgot my wife at the venue. Oh, yeah, you've told that story before. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. a tragic time, but I'm glad anything. you found her, ultimately. Yeah. Um, do you tend to live in the past, the present, or the future? Uh, I'd never live in the past. I am a, uh, I'm a big present guy. Yeah, I'd I would say. say present for me. And then, I mean, I look ahead to the future, but I don't live in the past. I really don't. I feel like it's a waste of time. And there are some things that, you know, people are like, if you could take something back. I mean, I wouldn't take anything back because I feel like all roads lead you to exactly where you're supposed to be. Really? There's not one thing that you would take back. Because I, I get what you're saying is that, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I yeah. agree with that. But you really wouldn't go back and take away like one thing. I mean, that's a loaded question because like, yes, because then you could you you wouldn't have to experience maybe some of the yeah. like a bad relationship or whatever. But no, because if it weren't for that chunk of time it, it wouldn't have led you to the next chunk of time and I also don't think I would appreciate things as much as I do if I had it good just from the start you know what I mean I'll say well you can just take like take away one experience though like maybe the worst one or like the second to worst one um well no I mean like the time my intestines were all wrecked and I had to have a colostomy bag for it's a shame six we weren't months. friends I mean it is a shame we've talked about that it's a real shame we weren't friends because it was a very very hard time for me v- 2017 was like the worst year of my life right and I worked with people who didn't, I, I just needed to be with someone. I needed to be with you then because you would have made me laugh about something that was so terrible. Yeah. When you look, you had a colostomy bag strapped to you. That's going to lead to some unfortunate situations. And I feel like if we were together at the time, yeah, I feel like we would have, we would have been able to laugh a little bit about it. Jeez. Like I would have awkward, like very loudly called it out just so we could have a good laugh about it. And say, hey, but you're on your way to getting better. I can't yeah. wait for you to be healthy and move on. Not just go, oh my gosh, I can't believe this person uh, is doing this even though they have no control over it whatsoever. I Get mean, yeah, I would, obviously, like, I would take away that entire experience. But then but then I think, oh my God, but I learned so much about myself. I really learned during that entire time that there really isn't anything I can't handle. Okay. I mean, there, there are okay. things that I think about that would be absolutely horrifying and terrible and awful. And I pray to God never happened. You know what I mean? But mm. like, ultimately, I know that we and we all have inner strength. We don't even know. Like, you have to tap into it sometimes to even know it's there. So I guess I learned a little something about myself. Well, during that. Yeah, I would say I live in the present. OK, um, would you rather meet hmm. your great great grandparents or your great great grandchildren? I would rather meet my great great grandparents. Okay. I'm a big fan of like learning where I came from. Mm-hmm. I only recently learned that I guess my last name is very, very English. Like I thought I was a little more Irish and or German, maybe, but apparently I come from a very English heritage, which has me actually really I really like to go to England now. I'd like to have a pub or go to have a pint in the London pub, things like that. I'd like yeah. to go to London, I'd like to go to the south coast of the United Kingdom. And um because I don't know a lot about my family. Like, real talk, I uh, when I was born, three out of the four of my grandparents were already dead. Uh, and then my only my only living grandfather passed, like, before my fifth birthday. So I haven't grown up with grandparents. I now, didn't really either. I mean, mine were alive, some yeah. of them, but I, I don't have a ton of memories. Like, on the other side of that, I'm grateful that I'm 35 years old now, and I still have a very healthy mother and father. Like, they're mm-hmm. not going anywhere for a long time. That's awesome. But it's almost like it's kind of like the, the catch-22 of you get healthy parents for most of your life, but you're not ever going to – you barely knew your grandparents. Um, so I would absolutely step back. I would see like where – especially if they came I, – I, I don't know at what point my ancestors came over from England. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually it had to happen at some point. Um, 
and I would like to know like where they were from. I would like to know exactly where they're from, like the town in England, and then I would like to go to that town. That's pretty cool. That so for me, neat. from a historical standpoint, yeah. that'd be neat to know. Yeah. So for me, if you're asking which one I'd rather meet, I would rather meet the great great grandparents and learn a little bit more about my lineage and where I came from, and even just like study their mannerisms and see if I see any of myself in like great great grandparents and see, see all that. Yeah, and and just see if they were good people mm-hmm. hopefully so though what if you were just sorely disappointed it would be terrible i have like real and i'm not going to get deep into this but i did recently learn of somebody in my in my uh from two generations ago in my family that was not a great person mm-hmm. and yeah that scares you to know that that's like in the bloodline somewhere oh, and sure. it, it really kind of focuses you to help you know like ever since then i've really tried hard to be not that guy so I would want to meet my great great grandchildren, but that's the mom in me speaking yeah. because I think my kids are so cool, and I think it would be just so awesome to see what transpires down the line. You know who we get <laughs> and what they look like, and do they look like my kids? And right. that's the mom in me talking. So let's, it's interesting. Like I'm, so I'm 35 with no kids. You had kids later in life too. Mm-hmm. How old are you when you had? You, never mind. You don't have to answer that because I'm not trying to. Well, date I'm trying you. to remember. She's going to be 11. Was I 37? I think you would have been 30. I think you would have been 35. I think you'd been my age. She's 11. That's 10 years, you know, 10 years ago. I'm 46. I'm 47. How old am I? You're 46. I'm 46. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever forget how old you are? Yes. And Jules is 11. So you yeah. you were my age. You were 35 when okay. you were first. Yeah. So I knew I was late in life because it took us forever to it's have just, It's interesting to think about that. Like some people have kids when they're 18, 19, 20. Yes. You didn't have kids until you were 35. I'm 35 without kids. I'm wondering if like, if I go, if you go to grandchildren, I wonder like how many, if, if, if you had five generations, great, great, that did that, mm-hmm. you're talking 150 years in the future. That's a long time. It's a long time. Whereas if you were to go by somebody who, maybe a family who tend to procreate earlier in life, it'd only be 100 years. I'd love to talk to family from 100, 150 years ago. I think a time machine, whether to go back or yeah. forward, would be so awesome. I know. Just I'd to like be to, able to. I just want to like show somebody. I would like to take back to the uh, the the horse and oxen days and just like take my car back there and go, hey, watch this. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think those days were just simpler. Yeah, but electricity is nice. I know, but sometimes I think oh, there's so much less complication. <laughs> yeah, but you're also sitting outside churning butter with That's a stick true, for yeah. eight I don't hours. think I would do well with that. Yeah, no, I get it. No. Okay, um, if you could donate a million bucks to a charity, which one would you choose? I would spread my money. Is it weird that I had the answer so quick? I would spread. <laughs> That's weird. You didn't know I was going to ask that. I would spread my money out equally amongst as many animal shelters as I would. That's great. This isn't a knock on. Like, ob- hey, look, you talk about like children's charities. You know, obviously they they need all the help we can get. But for me, I'm just an animal guy. An- animals and dogs, especially, are what are what tug at my heartstrings harder than anything else. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. I'd be like, okay, I got a million dollars to give away. I'd like. Maybe like mm. 10 shelters and give them each 100 grand. I've worked with some amazing charities right here in Kansas City. So it, that's really hard because there are some really good ones out there. I think honestly what I would do is I would go to the ones that were up and coming or just kind of struggling and yeah. really needed the boost. Because you've got some of your bigger name charities that so, they can always use the money, but you well, know, they're getting a lot well, of money. Well, let's use some examples like because like people are like, oh, I would donate to Children's Mercy Hospital or right. for animals sake. KC Pet Project, the biggest one. Which is fantastic. That's great. Yeah. I feel like, they, especially like Children's Mercy, the big slick every year raises millions upon millions. Like, I and feel, then they need it and they use it. And they, and it's, yeah, of course. Of course, of course. I would rather put my money towards, yeah, like towards the up-and-comers, towards mm-hmm. people who've got the right idea. They just need to get their idea off the ground. They need a little more financial help. That's yeah, where, I that's think that's where what I would do. Yeah. I'd take the million and just kind of, you know, dole it out amongst those.
Um, where are we time wise? How much we got? How much more you wanted? How many more do you want? We could do? do a couple more. A couple more? Or two okay. more. I'm, I'm randomly picking these. Do you have any superstitions? <laughs> I feel like I have a million superstitions. Like I will not walk under a ladder. Um, if a black cat crosses the street in front of me, I have to kiss my fingers and then touch it to the top left of the, what do you call it? The windshield. Um, my, my, uh, you know, like the temperature thing in the car, I cannot have it on like 67 on my side and 65. That's more of OCD, but I can't, it has to be the same on both sides. I had a girlfriend who wouldn't let me, um, you know how in certain cars, when you turn up and down the volume, it's like, mine is just a bar, but some people have for it's numbers. Mine's a number. Yeah. And they can't, let me guess, you have to have it on an even number. It has to be actually on an odd number. Oh, it I has to, to be odd. Five, yeah, I prefer, well, not necessarily. You know what it is? It's increments of five. I've got to do five, 10, 15, 20. Really? Yeah, I like that with the TV also. And it really stresses me out because sometimes it needs to be on like 17 yes. to be appropriate. But it's either going to be 20 or it's going to be 15. We're not doing 17. I am not trying to freak you out here. But 17 was the number I also had in my head for like perfect volume. How weird is that? I know. I know. Because honestly, 17, I think, is perfect, but I can't do it. I can't do it. I've got to be 15 or 20. Actually, mine right now is, because uh, and my volume bar is just different, but my ever since I put in a sound bar, uh, 38 is a good volume for me. Yeah. How funny is that? I'm weird. real weird about it. Yeah. So, But I superstitions. Had... Do you have any like superstitions, though? Um, I mean... For me, if, when I have superstitions, it's always sports related. Um, I'm a big fan of the playoff beard. Like if I were to have, if my favorite team is in the playoffs, I will not touch my face with mm-hmm. any sort of trimmer or razor. And if I have to, if I do, and then they lose, it is, it is a hundred percent my fault. I have cost my St. Louis blues hockey team at least three Stanley cups because I just couldn't take the itch on the face anymore. Yeah. I and don't for that, think I, I apologize. That. Yeah. Yeah. Big playoff beard guy. I could so, see that though with sports. Yeah. That, that's, that's where all my superstitions Which are. Which celebrity would you like to... Well, it's a C in person, but I don't know if that means, you know, are you talking a music star? Are you talking about a concert? I'm going to say meet. Which celebrity would you like to meet? What, is this like a quick hello or is this like dinner? Let's say have dinner with. Let's say it's have dinner. Let's go there. Ooh. I'll tell you exactly mm, who I I'd want to. I, and while you think, and <gasps> I don't know why this just came into my head, but I'm going to go for it. It's because I saw a video of him earlier today. I thought you were going to say, is it Jason Sudeikis? No, it's not Jason Sudeikis. That'd Ted be awesome, Lasso. though. Uh, Steve Harvey. Yeah. I think Steve Harvey, because one, he he's in the... He's game show host now and stand-up comedy. He he's not a he's spoken into a microphone most of his life, and so I can respect that doing that as well. Mm-hmm. And just hearing he shared stories about how hard he had to work to get started in comedy, and then all the opportunities it led to. And I would just like to have a conversation with him about drive and motivation, but also things like networking and meeting the right people, and then just sit back and hear him tell stories and and like do like a fifteen minute set right there at the dinner table. Just would just, just be fantastic. Steve, man, he's so funny. He, the man has mastered the art of comedy, of storytelling, the way he'll set up a joke, pause, deliver the joke, and just pause again so you can laugh hysterically at it. Yeah, he's, he's really good. He's one of the best. And people are like, I see Steve Harvey on everything. There's a reason for that. That's because yeah. that man is so dang good at what he does for a living. I'm going to say, if I'm having dinner with a celebrity, and you're going to laugh at me because you already know I talk about her all the time, but Jason Aldean's wife, of course, Brittany. Of course, of <laughs> because course. Because the truth is, I want her to be my friend. <laughs> I am here for everything. She was doing a makeup tutorial last night on her Instagram story. Of course she was, yeah. I'm telling you, I immediately, I went to the website. I was I didn't have my credit card handy or I would have bought it, but she used this amazing concealer and this foundation, and I know that means nothing to you right nothing. now. But she just looks so gosh darn pretty, and she I am here for her outfits, her makeup, her hair, She's says it like it is, but 
I don't know. I just feel like it's just kids. I feel like we could like mom relate. I just feel like she, I feel like we would be friends. Don't ever tell her I said that. I sound like well, such like a stalker. Me. I mean, no, because if you listen to our morning show on Q104, you know, we have those people. For me, it's the, it's Russell Dickerson and his wife. Like I would be absolutely best friends with them because they're just the coolest people yeah. ever. And like, and here's the thing. You would be right. Like I'm, t- I'm telling you, that would absolutely be if if you got the chance to sit down with Brittany Aldean. I am telling you that she would love you. I feel like we would just be a nice pair. You of just friends. can't be creepy at first. No, and I don't think I would because I think she keeps it real. I really do think that, in spite of the fact that she lives a multi-million dollar lifestyle and does all the things. But she's, I do feel like she's just a real girl at heart. I don't know. She, there's something very likable about her. Yeah, and you. Hey, look, and I and. She's got the multi-millions, but I think the way you keep it real is you go, yeah, I live in a really nice house. Like, you don't try to hide it. You know, yeah. like, you brag a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I just, I think that it would be really fun to just go have some drinks, have some dinner with her. I think it'd be great. Is, uh, It'll J- never happen. Is is Jason not even invited? That's what's hilarious. I love him. I love his music. I have for many years. You would think that that would be the reason that I'm goobering out over her, but it's really not. He's great. Don't get me wrong. And if I got to meet him, cool, it'd be fantastic. Damn, but, I hope Jason never listens to this pie. He's going to be like, he, hey, maybe I'll, uh, you know what? I hope he wants to come on the morning show and I hope he gives you the stiff arm. He's like, hey, Jenny, I'm just going to talk to Mike. I don't really want to talk to you, Do you know Jenny? what I actually think he would say? Just knowing the way that he feels about his wife, I think he'd actually be like, yeah, I totally get why you'd want to talk to her and not me. I That's think true. he would actually have that attitude. That's true. And I, because, because look, me and Aldine deal with the same things. You know, every question we get asked, it's it's about the wife. Yeah. My dang wife. My wife went almost went semi-viral on Instagram yesterday. By yeah, the way, yeah, I saw that. There's this audio of like, it's a, it's like you know, take you know, record this audio over a video of your person, mm-hmm. and it's like how, and it's just this really deep sensual voice. He's like, how did I get so lucky? <laughs> This is my person. This is the love of my life. And then the joke is you put it over an embarrassing video of them. So you know how we, in you know, coronavirus times, we have, uh, well, of course, we have the mask, but we also have the face shields. The shields. Okay, so what I did was I, it's Thanksgiving last year, right? <laughs> We're having a time. All right, a couple bottles of wine, whatever. So I took a face shield because we had one. I don't know why we had one, but I turned it upside down. So like the part that's usually on your forehead, like the spongy part, I had it on my chin and I had the shield up covering my face. And I grabbed a giant box of Honey Nut Cheerios, and I just poured them in to where my face was covered with Honey Nut Cheerios. It's magnificent. And Katie took video of that, mm-hmm. and then she uploaded it the other day and put it to that, uh, at the Mrs. Keller on Instagram, if you'd like to see that. It's a reel she just posted. And uh, but she, So she's only, she's got like 200-something followers. Mm. Got 800 likes. And so, like, we thought it was going to go viral because I mean, it blew up quick, but then it kind of stopped at about the 800 mark. So. That's all right. That's impressive. It was, it was, uh, it was quite. Well, it was funny. You came in this morning and you said you were, you didn't have breakfast, and I was like, well, no wonder you dumped it all inside your face shield. <laughs> it was an old video. <laughs> uh, all right, anyway. that's all I got. To keep it totally real, there is no air conditioning pumping into this studio right now. It is 9,000 degrees, and I know no one really cares, but I. I'm just done. I'm yeah. kind of like, if I don't open the door and get some fresh air, I'm going to die. You, uh, yeah, we, 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 that happens sometimes. We, uh, we have a thermostat in here, but no matter how much we change it, the temperature's not changing. And anybody know, if you've been in a, a warm room for a long time, you just naturally get sleepy. You kind of lose drive and lose focus. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening here. So we're going to cut the podcast off here. Yeah, we thank you so go. much for listening. <laughs> and um, we're going to get some air now. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.